Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you real talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back in the house one more again. And we just had another conversation, just like we do every time before we start about my accessory for tonight. If you're on YouTube, you're seeing this live. If you're not, I have on my listening ears. Your listening ears. Yeah. Why do you have on your listening ears tonight? Well, I think it ties in with what we're going to be talking about. Which is? Receiving feedback. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited about this. We're going to go through and cover a couple of tips and things about receiving feedback. And um, just to kind of get us started and to kick us off, you know what I realized? What? Every time we come up with a topic and we're preparing for it throughout the week, I always find myself and I find us applying it to our lives. And it's always playing a major role in our lives in that moment, in that week, and in that season when we're preparing for the episode. Is that the same for you? Yeah, that's true. Because okay. actually, my example for this one is a conversation that you and I had yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're going to do that conversation? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not where I was going with this, but <laughs> if you want to do that conversation, then so be it. But like I said, I find that anytime we're preparing for it, like it's kind of an accountability aspect for us because we're learning about it. We're kind of doing some research and we're talking through about how we're going to share our experience and what we think about this with the people. And then it's like, wow, this just like really took place in our life yeah. during this time. Like yesterday. Like yesterday. Well, we're going to talk through that for sure. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to give a basis for those of you who may have just found us and are just joining our podcast. We are talking about receiving feedback this week. Because last week we talked about the productive ways to give feedback. So if you are an employer giving feedback to an employee, if you are a partner giving feedback to your spouse or to your partner, you're getting feedback to friends or family members, there's definitely appropriate ways to do that. And there are definitely inappropriate ways to do that. So we... um talked a lot about that last week. So this week we really wanted to follow up because I think the more important thing is how to actually receive feedback when you get it. I agree. And that can be tough. That can be tough. 
So I think, I think we're going to cover some ways to yeah, at least not make it easier, but to make it more productive yeah. on the receiving side. Because it's hard to receive feedback. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's negative feedback. Ooh. When hurts. it's positive, it's usually good. And you're like, okay, this is great. I've got positive feedback. I'm doing a great job. But you get negative feedback and ooh, your defense mechanisms go up. <laughs> My defense mechanisms go up whenever I receive negative feedback. Oh, yes. It is not like it's just not stuff you want to hear. And it does like it kind of takes us. Uh, there's there's something at stake. Right. Oh yeah. Always. If you're at your job, then it's maybe a salary or your job itself. If it's, if you're in a relationship, evaluation, evaluation, Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship. It could be, oh my gosh, like maybe I'm not very great at this relationship. What if I lose my partner over this? You know, like there's usually a lot at stake when we receive negative feedback. Right. I know, um, for us, the example really did come up this week. Um, and we talk about this often, you guys, interestingly enough, if you've been on this journey with us, this podcast journey with us, then you have probably observed us like going, talking through a lot of these self-development and self-growth concepts and like these relationship management concepts. And you've probably witnessed us like change even, or I don't know about change, but improve ourselves. If you like listen to our stories, this podcast actually helps us improve. Like as we were going through the conversation, I'm going to dive into in a second, as we were talking through it yesterday, I had to employ some of these concepts myself so that I could, (laughs) so (laughs) that we would have a productive, I kept thinking in my head too, like we just did a series or an episode on this. I want to have productive conversation that we can move forward where I won't be defensive. He won't be defensive. And luckily, I think because it was fresh for us, we ended up having a very productive conversation that I think in our past would not have gone very well at all. Yeah. For either of us, I think it would just would have been, I would have gotten defensive, probably would have cried. You would have gotten defensive, probably would have walked off mad. Like it just wouldn't have gone well. And I felt both of us just trying to employ a lot of these tips that we're going to talk about today. So, um, I agree. It works. It does work. It works. As long as you're cognizant of what you're doing. It definitely works. Like we're not just sharing this and just making this up. Like she said, yesterday when we had the conversation, the first thing I did was on the giving side, which we talked about. Last week, I initially thought, okay, what are your points? What are your examples? Help her understand better. And then what we're going to talk about tonight on the receiving side, as we were preparing and kind of going through the notes, I immediately was like, all right, D, like check yourself. And I had to do that throughout the entire conversation. And we had results at the end of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like we had an action plan and we were like, okay, this conversation was good. This interaction was positive, even though it has some high and low moments, but we have an action plan coming out of it. And I was motivated and inspired after the conversation. Whereas previously, if we would have been doing what we did yesterday, we would have probably had to have another conversation about that conversation <laughs> and then a follow-up conversation to the follow-up to the original conversation. Yes, I agree. And we walked away from the conversation that we had and we were both good yep. and we both had action steps. So yes. Um, I think that's a good lead yeah. to, to maybe talking about kind of how we, what we talked about with the conversation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so 
I don't want to get like too super specific because it would just, there are so many details to it, but overall, you know, it's kind of something we've been talking about and you guys, if you've been following us and been listening to us, you heard us talk about the time that Daryl had to have a very difficult conversation with me about, do we continue with our business period or not? And, um, it's so funny because I tend to be very black and white. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no pun intended. intended. I actually tend to be very black or white. So when he had that conversation with me about, do we continue in the business or is this too much for you? And if it's too much for you, it's too much for us. Like blah, blah, blah. If you want to hear that, go back a couple episodes and listen to those episodes so you can hear that conversation. But when he had that conversation with me and I was like, no, I want to make sure that we are continuing in this business. That was super important to me. And so I switched immediately. Like Daryl would tell you, it was probably a complete 180 where I went from like kind of lethargic and like a little bit um, apathetic with the business to bam, I was like full speed. I'm like, all right, if I'm going to commit to this, I'm going to do it 150%, like nothing below that. So then we ended up taking on a whole bunch of new initiatives, which have been awesome. But a lot of work because some of it we're outsourcing, but a lot of it we're still doing ourselves. So the conversation yesterday was almost like a 180 of the conversation we just had a couple of months ago where he was like, do you want to do this business or not? And yesterday it was, you need to slow down and ask for my help in multiple areas because you are very overwhelmed and I can tell and you like take on all these things and you're not good at asking for help, which is true. I'm not good at asking for help. That could probably be a whole other episode. Um, but he's telling me this and I'm like, oh my gosh, like inside, I'm like, I'm so glad that you're noticing this. First of all, like, I th- I don't know if it's because of, because it's me or because I'm a woman. I don't know. I, whatever it is, I felt this duality of like, I'm so happy that you noticed that I'm overwhelmed because I really, <laughs> really am. And the other part of me was like super offended that he thought that I couldn't do it all. And it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know why that happens. I don't know if anybody else out there can relate to that, but that was, those were my first two immediate and instinctual reactions. It was like, thank you for noticing me. Thank you for noticing all the work I do. And yes, I do need help. And B, I'm so offended that you think I can't handle this on my own. How stupid is that? That's exactly how it was. <laughs> you said it was stupid. I didn't say it. <laughs> but it so is. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you, but I didn't say it. It's true. You did not say it. No. I so that would say you're stupid or anything. No, you, you know, wouldn't. That's stupid. true. Stupid. He doesn't, no, he doesn't say that. We don't say that to each other. No, I will say, I think there's room for improvement. He will say that. But you just said it was stupid. I did. I didn't disagree with that statement, but I didn't say it. Right. Okay. So, so anyway, the conversation lasted for, like, it was literally over our lunch break. So we got to like the 50 minute mark of this conversation and we knew, well, I would give us a little more grace, probably 40 to 45 minutes. And we knew after like going round and round with this conversation that we had to have some action steps. And we both kind of knew that just because we had been going through all of this research and stuff for the episode last week and this week. 
And luckily we had been doing that because I don't know if we would have gotten to action steps if we hadn't been doing that. Um, so we did come to action steps. We did decide to just, if you guys care, we just, we did decide to create a very large calendar to help with planning and split up our responsibilities in the business and some at home, um, and just lay it out in a very planned manner so that we can both just take shared responsibility, you know, and not that Daryl wasn't before. It's just that I tend to take on everything and do it myself and not ever ask for help. So um, working through that process, that's what we decided. That's kind of what we came up with. And we're going to work on that. Um, do you have anything to add to that example, that story? So that was a side of the story. My turn. What had happened was, <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to do it. I felt like I was pretty honest with that. No, you were very honest. Um, I, I think you covered all of the major points in that conversation. And I think it was very beneficial. And like you said, I think that if we were not preparing for this episode, we would not have gotten to the place that we did in that conversation. And like and I so said quickly. earlier, yeah, it happened. I mean, for us, that was quick. And we came up with very detailed, organized, mm -hmm. structured action plans that we're um, applying today. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that these tips definitely help. They definitely work. We are examples. We are proof. Mm -hmm. And without these and without preparing, I know for sure it would not have gone the way that it did. So agree. Yeah. But the story was accurate though. You're, you're pretty right on. That's good. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into the tips and we can kind of talk about how it, how that worked, how they worked with us yesterday in our conversation. Okay. And maybe if we have other examples. Um, but the first one is if you are receiving feedback, because it can be kind of hard, like yesterday when Daryl, like, I don't even know exactly how we got into the conversation. It was kind of a smooth, like, here's what we need to talk about. Um, and it came naturally, but he did have feedback for me and just like, listen, you, you've got to stop. Right. You've got, and I think you used the word annoying at one point. Oh, I, I was hoping you weren't going to say that. When you were telling the story, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, you're going to tell the people that I called her annoying. You did. I did. So, and this happens, like, you know. Yeah, I did. And after I said it, I was like, dang, that was a poor choice of word. We talked about, you know, giving feedback and yeah. it's word choice, word Word play. choice, yeah. And I was like, Dang it. Right. I, I called her annoying. Like, right. In a roundabout way, but pretty much I called her annoying. And I was like, I ain't going to ever live this one down. Right. So ladies, how many people would have been totally offended by that and just shut down? Like in a past life, not oh, even yeah. that long ago, oh, I yeah. would have gotten super offended. You would have shut the whole conversation down. Shut the whole conversation down. Like maybe even started to cry. You would have cried. Me so much. And yes, yesterday I literally was thinking about these tips that we had been going over for this episode and thinking like, just do this first one. And it was listen to understand. Yeah. So even if I felt offended, it's okay to feel offended. It's okay to feel your feelings. Like if somebody offends you, okay, that's fine. Like we're going to talk about it later. But if, if you are in a critical conversation, a crucial conversation, and you're getting feedback, you're receiving feedback from somebody, you have to listen to them to understand their point. I totally agree. And like you said, in the past, if I would have said what I said yesterday and even used the word annoying, you would have started crying and <laughs> you would have said, wow, I can't believe that you think I'm annoying. You really think I'm annoying? And we would have been stuck on that topic for probably <laughs> about the entire 40 minutes of our full conversation. That's true. But when I said it, 
the fact that you were listening to understand. And mm -hmm. even though you were having certain emotions, you didn't get stuck in those emotions. And you just kept going. And I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> I called her annoying. And I was waiting for that that backlash. Yeah. And it never came. And I was like, oh, I see what you did. <laughs> and I knew immediately. I was like, okay, this is going to be a productive conversation. And I knew you were applying these. Because like I said, we've been talking about it and preparing for it. Mm -hmm. And I immediately knew that something was different in that conversation, the way that it was going to go. Because when I called you annoying, <laughs> you kept going with what we we're talking about and your approach and your demeanor and your hand gestures was literally like, bring it on. Like, I'm here to understand what yeah. we're talking about. And it was literally like, bring it on. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Right. So that, I feel like that's one way that I could have responded. And I feel like another way I could have responded and have sometimes in the past responded is just to completely shut down. Like one way is to get very emotional and to like make you feel bad for calling me annoying. <laughs> and then the other way is to just completely shut down and like stonewall, um, I think is the term for it. And I, and that is not productive. That's been my go-to in the past, but it's not a productive method to resolve a conflict or to, to, to understand when you're getting feedback. Um, so the first point is really to listen to understand. I think the hardest thing to do was, is well, was I'm thinking about the conversation yesterday, but was to not interrupt. Like I had to really focus on listening to you. I didn't want to interrupt you. I did want to interrupt you. I really, really wanted to interrupt you and be like, but this is because, but this is because, but I I'm doing this because, or I need this from you because, and it wasn't the time to do that. There is a time to maybe interject. Yeah. State your case or have back right. and forth conversation, but if a person is giving you feedback, it's honestly not the time. Like it's just time to listen, to understand. And so interruption is not going to be beneficial in that point. Yeah. And I think you did a good job with that. And I know you very well. So I saw it in your face. And like I said, you were very animated, your hand gestures and your shifts and your weight. And I knew that you were working really hard within yourself to listen, to understand, because you weren't cutting me off. You didn't walk off and you didn't cry. And I was like, all right, she's trying to get this. Mm -hmm. Like she wants to understand why we're talking about this and find ways to make what we're talking about better. And I knew that because I could sense the emotions in your shifts and your hand gestures. And I was like, she feeling this, but she ain't said nothing yet. She ain't walked off yet and she ain't <laughs> cried yet. Let's keep it moving, baby. Gross. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah. what I said. And, and I was like, cool. You know what also that did? That made it more comfortable for me to open up and share some of the feedback that I had. Yeah, which was good feedback, which we needed to talk about yeah. in order to move to a final solution and have some action plans in place. Definitely. So when you do listen to understand and the person who's giving the feedback can pick that up, it definitely eases the conversation. And it also gives opportunity for them to give you the most authentic feedback that they have for you. And they're not sitting trying to figure out how to, you know, beat around the bush or find the best way to make you feel like you're a part of the way that they're giving you the feedback. Right. So, yeah. Right. Um, I think that, and I tried to do this too. You probably noticed because it's not something I've done in the past, but repeat back to the person 
what the main points of their feedback are so you can demonstrate that you are listening to them and not just sitting there formulating in your head like your return argument, but you're actually listening, you actually care about what they're saying. And if you repeat that back to them, like those main points, then that can become pretty clear. I did notice you were doing that. And it's so funny because like I said, and you said, and as we prepare for this, I was like, oh, she's using these strategies on me. <laughs> and I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used yeah. to it because that's not how you normally respond. Right. It's and, hard when there's a relationship at stake, when there's a crucial mm-hmm. conversation. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. But I will tell you guys that even though there were parts of the conversation yesterday where my feelings were hurt or where... I felt like I wanted my voice to be heard. The fact that I just listened actually helped the conversation along tremendously and helped us resolve it within literally an hour because that's all we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So the second point is to... Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't get defensive. This is like the number one... I feel like it's instinctual for a lot of people is just if you have... I mean... I've done it when you've given me feedback. You've done it when I've given you feedback. I've had employees of mine do it if I give them feedback. Um, it's, It's instinctual. It's human instinct to get defensive about the thing that they're telling you. And I think that's detrimental because it... It means that you're focusing on yourself and you're not focusing on the overall issue or problem that they're trying to bring to your attention. I agree. And when we say don't get defensive, this comes in so many different ways. So there are so many different layers to being defensive. And um, one of the ways that I know that I have experienced in my work life is that when they are responding to you or the rebuttal is them trying to prove a point or to sway you of what they're saying. So like you mean employees? Yeah, employees. So if you're giving employees Mm -hmm. a feedback and then they're trying to sway you in the way that they're responding, that what they did or what they're saying is really kind of the right way, which counters your feedback. That is a defense mechanism. That's a defense mechanism. It might be a little bit more of a professional type defense <laughs> mechanism than like outright crying or like arguing right away that that's not right. So it's, but it's still a defense mechanism. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, and that's the most, our dog is back there. Just I know we forgot giving to, it to the people. We forgot we to put her in the other room. Yeah. She's back there giving it to y'all right now. Yeah. So but, if you hear her snoring, sorry. Yeah. But she looks so comfortable, doesn't she? Yeah. She's very comfortable. That's her defense mechanism to us doing the podcast with her. Yeah. Sleep, snoring. Snoring at night. She's like, okay, I got you. Microaggression. Microaggression. We hear you, Lainey. We got you. No, but seriously, though, um, you know, like you said, the different layers and the different ways or the different mechanisms of defense. Right. And, and that is one. I feel like that is more of a professional one. It's kind of like, well, you know, I've worked so hard on this or my job um, calls for this and I'm invested in this. And I'm emotionally right. attached and you're kind of attacking that. Ooh, I've been there, too. And I um, I've had employees do this to me, but I've I've done this to my supervisor. So I have been, especially, it's really hard to, there's the same thing. There's always, always something at stake. So if it's not a personal relationship at stake, if it's at work, 
it could be a project or something that you worked really hard on at stake. And so I have been in this position where I have had feedback that was critical and it was crucial and it was the right feedback. But I had worked so hard on a project that I got defensive right away, like out the gate, because I'm like, I spent weeks working on this particular project and this feedback wasn't what I wanted to hear, even if it was the right feedback. Right. Um, and so I think it's hard. It's hard to do that, but you really have to, and it goes back to the first point. You have to listen to understand, listen to understand. what that feedback is. And I don't want to say like stamp down your emotions per se, but think before you react. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I was just thinking about this and, you know, and this is probably another topic for another day, but I do want to say this, but you know, who, um, is, I guess, I don't want to say the best, but who I think does this very well, the millennials. Really? Yeah. Explain. This is why. And, and I work with a lot of them you do. in my student staff and they don't get defensive because they are like knowledge hungry. Like they want to know everything. They want to know why they want to know how. So when you're giving them feedback, they're like, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Like I need this. That's now true. here's the counter to that. They receive feedback very well, but they don't take long to respond or to react to the feedback that they got. And I think that's the part that gets to the people. So you like giving them feedback and you want to give it time to settle in and yeah. give it time to kind of absorb. And you turn around and the exact feedback that you just gave them, they already in it. Yep. But That's I noticed true. that the millennials, and, and, and this could just be based on my experience, and I oversee close to 300 student employees. Yes. And, and most of them kind of fall within that range right now. And just right. my interactions and when I see them on shift or I'm doing different things and I give them feedback, they like, give it to me. Like, I want to know. Well, can you tell me why? Can you explain? I get it. Okay. And then before I can even walk away, they're already implementing. They're already implementing. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I didn't give that to you to implement right now. I just wanted to share with you <laughs> so that you knew. And then we'll marinate on it. Yeah. For a while. We'll find a way to maybe, you know, kind of include or, or announce it to everybody else based on your example. But they take it and they're gone with it. Um, but that just, that was a side note. So um, back to the being. Um, defensive. Yeah. I, I, I definitely want to share that. And, and that's just that's an experience good, yeah. based on my current work life. Yeah. I think that's good. That's true. And I've seen that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you want to go to the third one? <laughs> yeah. I got a question for you though, because uh, okay. you did use yourself in the example. Yeah. So when <laughs> you, you kind of got defensive about the project mm -hmm. and, and, you know, was emotional about it. Mm -hmm. How did the rest of the conversation go? Because when you get defensive, I know when I do, mm -hmm. it's like the conversation might as well end right there because I'm constantly thinking of rebuttals, like constantly thinking of ways to prove my point, constantly mm -hmm. thinking of ways to build on the defense that I have. Yeah. So just to be very transparent and honest, um, the first conversation that was had about this big project and, um, the, the initial feedback where I got very defensive, I don't think the rest of the meeting went that well <laughs> because I was up in my emotions and I was very defensive about it. Um, and it took me a while. I also want to give credit to that supervisor because, um, I think that first meeting was kind of like, 
I was just done, you know, but we had another meeting about it because it was a very big project. And so I want to give credit to her because she came back and was like, she could acknowledge, like, I acknowledge that you worked really hard on this. I acknowledge that like, this is, you're getting good information, you know, from this project, but it can be so much better. And I think the fact that she could come back and say that to me helped break down some of that wall that I had put up about, well, I'm defensive right now because I feel like I worked really hard and like, maybe it doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore, especially my supervisor. Like that's important to me. Um, so that did help, but I also like, there were multiple conversations about this project cause it was so big. And so every time I felt defensive every time, even after that wall was broken down and it wasn't until the last few times that I could be like, okay, I feel defensive about this and here's the reason why. And I think me stating that reason why and being open about it helped to keep the conversation moving into a further, like a better pattern. Cool. So before we jump to the next one, is it safe for me to say that if you are defensive or you get defensive mm -hmm. during feedback being given to you, that it's going to lead to more or a longer conversation? Because we've talked about it with our personal relationship. Like yeah. when you get defensive, you shut down, I walk away. And then we have to come back and have a conversation about the original conversation. Yeah. And you just said that the supervisor that you had knew that you were kind of emotional about it. Right. And then you said that y'all came back and had a we second had to conversation. Have more, we had probably six conversations six, yeah. about the same project. Yeah. So if you take <laughs> these tips and you apply, you know, the first one, listening and understanding mm -hmm. this one, not getting defensive, the feedback and the conversation interaction can be productive and effective. Yes. Got it. I just wanted to make sure that. I, and I think you have a good point is that, if you get defensive and you shut down, whatever that looks like for you, you may get mad, you may just walk away, you may just stop talking, you may stonewall. If you get mad and shut down and it's a crucial thing to you, it's a crucial issue, it's a big project at work or it's a relationship, like a big part of your relationship, you're going to continue to come back and revisit that topic and revisit that topic and it's not going to be pleasant every time you do it. Like yeah. every single time it's going to be unpleasant until you can move forward as the person receiving the feedback. It's not on the person who's giving you the feedback. There might be a little responsibility in like how they're communicating to you. But as the person receiving the feedback, you're actually responsible for how that conversation progresses and moves forward because you're the one on the receiving end which I don't know how fair that is, but it's true. If you look at patterns, it, think about it in your own lives. And if you look at patterns in times that you've gotten defensive, how long does it take you to get to a resolution with that person on that issue? Right. You know? I think that's true. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the next one. Okay. So the third one is to ask questions to deconstruct the feedback and gain clarity. And this is important because part of this is seeking out very specific examples. And we talked about this last week. If you're the person giving feedback, then you need to have specific examples. Like that was one of our main points last week. You have to have specific examples. You have to be specific because if you're vague, then you're People are going to look at you like, I think you're just complaining about me as a person, right. not something I did. And that's not beneficial and that's not constructive for anybody. So this is important as a person receiving feedback, you have to ask clarifying questions. And I'm trying to think yesterday, did I do this? 
Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. <laughs> I can't really remember. I, I know that I restated it. You restated and you asked questions. Um, I think most of the clarifying questions was kind of towards the latter end when we were actually starting to talk about our action plans. Um, and you were asking questions about some of the specific points that I had made and then how it could be applicable in mm. what we were doing moving forward. Um, so you didn't ask that many throughout, but you kind of saved them up for the end to find out how they could work with what we were planning out. So you did do that. Okay. That's yeah. good. I couldn't really remember. No, you definitely asked questions. I know um, the points that I very consciously thought, and this is, I think this is a good thing to hit on is that you have to consciously in the moment, think about the things that we're telling you, these tips and tricks we're telling you, because if you don't, if you forget about it. If you don't try to practice it, then you're going to have a repeat pattern. You could be, you could sit here and listen to us and be like, Daryl and April are right. I'm going to go employ these tips. The next time I'm in a crucial conversation or a hard conversation where I'm getting feedback, but the minute you get feedback, you don't like you get defensive and your the tips and tricks go right out the door, out the door, out the door. So there, ha you have to continue to practice this. It's not like a one and done. Like we tell you, it goes into your brain and then you remember it the next time. Like you have to think about how do I employ this? Definitely. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that this is important too. When you're trying to gain clarity and ask these questions, you want to get very clear about the things that you've done wrong and that can be hard for the person actually giving the feedback right because they may i mean hopefully they're not wanting to like make you feel bad about right. yourself but they I, I don't know i hope if you like work somewhere or with somebody that wants to make <laughs> you feel bad about yourself get out of that situation Been right? there. yes but you know what if it, you um, are trying to get clarity about the things that you're doing wrong. That person should give it to you in a very either like loving manner or developmental manner where they really just want to help you improve. And so you have to ask those questions and just gain that clarity. Like, what is it exactly? I need to know exactly. And I've had these conversations too, where I've been on the receiving end of feedback and I'm like, I really do need specific examples because you can tell me this behavior or that I need to change this. But if I don't know times that I've done this, it's going to be hard for me to change. And it also shows the other person that you're eager to learn, you're eager to grow, you're eager to do better, and that you're actually listening to their feedback and taking it in and is planning on applying it. Good point. Um, so I definitely want to share that because in our conversation, when you asked me those questions at the end, I was like, Ooh, I thought I was hurting her feelings. I thought she was going to be sad. I thought I was going to pay for it when we got home later. And then when she started asking me those questions, I was like, all right, she want to know how we can do what we're doing better. She wants to know ways that I can contribute. She wants to know ways that she can ask me how to help and, you know, give up some of her things that she's doing and feel comfortable about it. And to me, I was like, dang, she like listened to what I said. I was like, dang, she wants to know more. She wants to grow. She wants to do better. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, we're going somewhere. And like when I said I left that conversation inspired and hyped up, mm -hmm. I think this point right here is why. Because by you asking those questions and wanting those examples, you're putting the accountability back on me to give the examples and not to just leave everything in a broad stroke. Mm -hmm. And it made me dig deep 
to share the things that I wanted to share and that I was feeling like I needed to share without feeling like I was going to hurt your feelings or I was going to do harm. Now, I did have to think about how I said it to you. You did. And I'm glad you did. Yeah. But the fact that you asked me, I was like, dang, I finally get to say this. Yeah. And I said it and I said it in a tactful way. And then you're like, okay, I get it. And I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. like (laughs) D for the W. I was like, that's a win for me. That was a win. And I was happy. And all of that came from you asking me that question and reinforcing and that affirmation to me that you want to do better. You want to grow. You want this feedback. Yeah. I was like, she wants this feedback. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that everybody, that's, that's probably also one of the first steps that we didn't really talk about, but everybody should be open at all times. If you're open to growth and you want to develop yourself, you should always, always be open to constructive feedback. Yes. Yes. I say constructive because critical is tough and there might be other motives, but constructive feedback, you should always be open to. I also want to add, because this isn't in our notes, but you did this yesterday. And I think it's a very important step is that if you are the person giving the feedback, then you should acknowledge afterwards. Like you did acknowledge that you're like, you said, I can't remember the exact words you used, but you said something about like, I, like, I hope the conversation didn't hurt your feelings. Like this is productive for me. Um, and so (laughs) I didn't know where you was going with oh, this. What did you think you said? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I'm picking up what you're throwing down, but I just yeah, didn't like, know what you said. Because you said this ain't in the notes, and I was just like, uh, "We talked about this." Well, actually, actually, none of this is really in the notes. No, nah, not really. <laughs> but the um, I think that's important. The affirmation afterwards of the person giving the feedback, I think it's important for both parties, honestly, because I also said to you, I know I appreciate that was probably hard for you to say. You did say that. You said and, that multiple times. Right. And I think that's important as a person receiving the feedback to put yourself in the shoes of the person giving the feedback, especially if it's set out of love. It's yeah. not going to be easy for them to come at you and give you feedback. It's going to be really hard for them to do that. And then if you're the person giving the feedback, maybe acknowledging at the end after the air has cleared and we get through our fourth point here that just affirming that that was probably hard for them to hear. Yeah. You know, and it kind of puts you on the same playing field and it gives it, it's almost like saving face for both of you afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I appreciate that you did that. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about. And my whole point was to let you know that I did recognize that you were listening to understand. And the fact that you didn't get defensive, even though I saw you shifting and rocking, I was like, all right, cool. And then the fact that you asked a question back to me that, let me know that you wanted to do better and grow. I had I had no choice but to say that. And you made it so easy for me to let you know that, hey, I know I said some tough things in this conversation, but I want you to know that none of them were meant to attack you or meant to come at you in a negative way. And, and you made it so easy. I'm telling y'all, these tips work, y'all. They work. Oh, my goodness. They really do. We're living examples of them working yesterday. On both sides, though. 
like mm-hmm. on the giving side and the receiving side. All so right. crazy. What okay. you got next? So the last tip is to define action plans. And we've alluded to this a lot right. um, in this conversation as we talked about this. But that was the ultimate goal for us yesterday was to define action plans that we can move forward and where I could get help that I needed and where you could help me out in places that you wanted to help out in. Um, and so even like tonight, I see that you brought a bunch of stuff on the action plans. Um, and so that's really important is to leave the conversation and we haven't always done this. We've had disagreements and then we kind of, we may even get through the conversation and end on a, on a good note. But if you don't have the action plan in place, I think what we've discovered is that it's the conversation is still going to come up at some point. You leave it open. Yep. You leave it open. So even if it ends well and you're not offended or you're not upset with each other, you're still going to have to revisit the conversation if you don't have an action plan. Yeah. Action plans are so important. And when we took time and identified that's what we were doing, I was like, oh man, like this is money right here. Yeah. I was like, this is money. And I want to say like, as you do that, one of the things that for, I mean, know yourselves and know how you like to take action and what's important for you in taking action. But I know for me, as we were moving forward and moving to the next phase of that conversation to the action plan, I was like, there's certain things for me that need to be very specific and very clear as we move forward. Like we were talking about a calendaring system. Mm-hmm. And as we went through the options, I'm like, look, I need to visually see it. Yeah. So can you order, you know, a huge calendar that I can actually stick on the wall and I can see it? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know what, that, that helped because in the process of coming up with the action plans, it gave me an opportunity to express or remind you of the way that I operate. And it gave yeah. you a chance to remind me of the way that you operate. Which is very, very different. Yeah, we no. operate very differently. Very differently. And to co-own a business together. Oh, yeah. It's 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 hard. It's it not is. easy. I mean, yeah. we enjoy each other and we enjoy running the business together. But it takes a lot of work because we don't do it the same. And at right. the same time, we complement each other. We complement each other very we're well. opposite. But mm-hmm. it still takes more communication, I think, than if we were the same. And those action plans help. And I think that in a relationship or even in um, my work life where I have to give feedback or even receive feedback, regardless of which side I'm on, action plans are so important because when you leave the conversation and you follow these tips and you follow the tips depending on which side you're on. On the giving side, the action plans are what builds the accountability for the feedback for what you're talking about, the reason for the conversation. I agree. And and I think that when we came up with our action plans yesterday, like you said, the calendar system, which, um, you know, we're going to kind of combine our styles. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the colorful actual calendar that, you will write on and I'll still kind of take some of the information and move it over to the one that's on my phone. Yeah. And I think we'll find a good balance for that. But the fact that we have an action plan to, you know, implement that is a step in the right direction. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, so those are four big tips. Um, the first, if you're receiving the feedback, even if it 
may sound hurtful or you may be offended or defensive um, is listen to understand. Yes. The second one is don't get defensive, even though you are like, make sure that you're really understanding why the person is coming to you and Mm -hmm. keep your defense at bay. Um, The third one is to ask questions, to deconstruct the feedback and to really gain clarity about the situation. Ask for specific examples. And the fourth one is to define action plans, because if you don't, you are always going to come back to the same conversation and the same issue. It's going to happen round and round and round. And that's not to say that once you have an action plan, it's going to be over like forever. You might revisit that same issue in a different way because you now have an action plan, but just be open Think about the things that we're talking about, giving the feedback and receiving the feedback. And if your partner, you and your partner or you and your boss can get on that same wavelength of this is how we give and this is how we receive feedback, you're going to be more productive as a team. And you're going to find success a lot easier. Definitely. I have one last thing. We're kind of like running close on time. Go for it. What you um, got? But I have one last thing that I want to talk about. And that is, we talked a lot about when you receive crucial feedback and how to navigate those conversations. Right. Are there any times that you should not take feedback seriously? Um. Let me think about this real quick because I know we short on time. You gonna hit me with this question at the end like that? <laughs> no, definitely there are times where you shouldn't take someone's feedback seriously. Um, if it's based around a subject or a topic or an idea or a concept that is not going to help propel you forward, is not gonna benefit you, or that's not gonna be in your best interest, then definitely don't take it serious. And an example of that would be like for me, I have some friends that are mm-hmm. that are jokesters and, <laughs> you know, we just kind of clown each other and dog each other out a whole lot. And sometimes they'll say some off the wall stuff and it'll kind of be in a feedback format. And I'm just like, man, if you don't get in my face, nobody ain't listening to you. Like, get yeah. out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like sometimes in those instances or if the person who's giving the feedback doesn't have your best interest in mind or um, at heart. And you can sense that mm-hmm. you can listen to them and hear them out. But at the same time, you don't have to take that feedback seriously uh, because there is either a hidden motive or they have something else in mind that's going to benefit them, but maybe harm you. Um, don't take it seriously. And your intuition is something that you can follow that should be able to help you determine that really quickly. Point. Yeah. And, and in a relationship, I think not to cut you off, don't forget what you're going to say. But I think in a relationship, like you have to know when it is serious feedback and when it's not, because I know with you, I joke around and clown a lot. Sure. And, and sometimes you're like, I don't know if you were serious <laughs> or not. Should I be listening to that? And then I'll come back around when yeah. I kind of sense and I'm like, baby, I'm just kidding. Like, that's true. I'm like, don't pay no attention to me. Um, so I definitely think knowing that is very important of when to take the feedback series and when not to, because I, I do get you a lot of times with that. And you're like, am I supposed to adjust? Was that action plan for real? Does he really want me to do this? And I'm like, they don't just plan. No, don't do that. That's true. <laughs> and you like to kind of break the tension with humor. I do. Um, yeah. which sometimes I really appreciate. And sometimes I'm like, seriously right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So those would be the times. I don't know if that answered your question. That answered my question. Okay, yeah. The only other one I thought about adding and you kind of covered it in motives is if somebody is 
giving you feedback from a very selfish perspective. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then they then you covered it with motive. They don't have your best interests at heart. And it's not about you or even you as a team, whether mm-hmm. that's the two of you or a work unit or a family unit. Like if they don't have your best interests, like you said, at heart, if they're coming from a very selfish standpoint, yeah. um, I would not give a lot of thought or consideration to that feedback. Right. But... Okay, I feel like that was a great conversation. Yeah, and we made it through those tips and you kept me on track tonight. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we shared something that will help you grow. That I will hope so. Help you Honestly, you guys, we're telling you like from an experience standpoint, literally within the last 24 hours. Yeah. This has been, I mean, we went through the entire past two episodes of the podcast and tips in giving and receiving feedback. And we're telling you, if you use these tips, they work. They work. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, All right. All well, right. Until the next time. Until the next time. We are out. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. If you like today's episode, please subscribe to the Success in Black and White podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode is posted, which is every Tuesday. If you love this episode, help us spread the love. Rate and leave a review on our iTunes podcast episode. Also, share that you listen on social media and tag us on your posts. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all social media platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all social media platforms as well. Thanks for listening. Oh my gosh, you sound like Keith Sweat. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Oh. Oh, did it record? Yeah.